so digging a tunnel at the park. Yeah. Um, just normal Sunday. I guess every Sunday for uh, six or seven years. Just getting in there um, mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, a couple shovels and uh, this and that. And I get down, God, I want to say about 600 meters. Okay. And all of a sudden I start getting poked at by these fucking park cops. Have you seen these? Yes, with their little... And because they're park cops, they, of course, carry, like, sticks. Yeah. Like, Wooden stick. Yes, because they, like, they love, like, the earth and trees. And, and frankly, I don't have a problem if they're in uniform and they identify mm. themselves, but some of them are posing as, like, concerned parents who think their kids are going to fall into this giant hole, you yes. know? Which, yes. by the way, 600 meters isn't exactly giant. I would have yes. liked to see it a lot deeper. And even some of them pose as regular cops. Oh, my God. It's like, you're not real cops. This is a park. Right. And I start trying to grab their gun to prove that it's a stick. You know, yes, I keep reaching yes. over it, it's clutching at their yes. hip. But they spin around so fast. Oh, my like, God. The hip movement on these fucking oh park God. cops. And they're like, you can't it's hypnotic. It. You can't do a concrete Hypnot- pour in here. Like, you can't mm-hmm. build a steel staircase at the bottom of your hole. And I'm getting frustrated now. And I start, I grab a stick of my own. I go, how, how would you like it? Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm swinging the fucking thing around. I hit myself in the ear a couple times. It's so I'm dark bleeding. down there, too. It's oh, like my God. Meters down. It's dark in the hole. It's also dark at the park. It's after midnight yeah sure you know and so um basically they they go hey either you fill that thing in or we're gonna fill it and i go go ahead and i get at the bottom of the hole sure enough they start pouring dirt on top they did they they, so they they actually attempted to bury you Mm -hmm. which is why i'm late park justice yeah isn't that the most disgusting thing you've ever heard park justice they -hmm. like nature so much they want you to become a part of it Mm -hmm. To join the roots of the trees. Hello and welcome to Hollywood welcome Handbook, Hollywood and Handbook Insider's, Guide Insider's Guide to Kicking, to kicking Butt and Dropping Names in the Red Carpet Linebacker Hallways in this industry, industry we call showbiz. showbiz. What up, what up? We got a really good guest today. It's a corker. Be on high alert. We do have a corker in store. Calling it now. And people guest... have been saying for years. Evening birthday, Thomas. Can you have Dave? When are you gonna bring back Dave Thomas? Shut up! When I'm fucking ready. When Dave's ready. I'm busy. You don't snap your fingers and Dave just, you know, comes uh, right up to your table and does your bidding. What you do is you wait. You 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 soften the soil. It's like digging a big hole in some ways. In every way. You check the weather report the night before. You say. Is Dave going to be primed so that I can dig in and suck his ass onto my fucking disgusting little podcast? And the fact of the matter is, he finally was. You're welcome, folks. Dave, say hi. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What have you been up to lately? Hey, hi. Boy, talk about a good ass sucking. I feel so relieved. Um, uh, Well, you know. I haven't been doing a lot. Yeah. I've been staying at home like everybody else in the country. Yeah. But real, like, we just sell it, you know? Yeah. Like, we really, (laughs) 
we need the momentum from this to kind of ride through the whole show. So we don't like, have anything else. So like whatever yeah. you say here is gonna kind of set the tone. Mm-hmm. We so really need you. We really need you to have done a it's lot. It's gonna go badly then. I think is what <laughs> okay. we're saying here. Okay, we the, definitely I'm can't have that. We can't have that again. Our last couple have gone really bad. It's been pretty low energy, so we do need you to kind of. We can probably park. start the show over, or hit it, Kevin. Just, hit it, or hit just it. or just end it here. We can't end Whichever it. Whichever contractual. Like. We cannot end it. Yeah, we won't no, no. advertise. Okay, so it. while the song is going, Dave, you think about. It's been how long? Eight, Kevin's eight kind of years, oh, just shy eight, of eight years. Eight years since you've done this show. Are you kidding? May 2014. We never yeah. hit on this show. Holy shit! Yeah, my life has completely changed since May 2014. It's oh, just wow. unbelievable. Okay, yeah, tell us the about stuff it. that's happened since yeah, 2014. Christ, yeah, it's shocking to me. Okay. And wow, uh, any details at all? Yeah. Or? Well, let's see. I I moved out of comedy and went into drama. Just oh, you probably oh, already picked okay. up on that. I have and, noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started working on Bones in 2014. Okay, and mm-hmm. yeah. Then I went to the blacklist, and then I wrote a book. Good wow. lord! And book? I haven't thought of a joke Dave. or had a funny idea in seven years wow maybe eight. okay so we got you at the tail end there yeah you, you had did. some funny shit on the last episode and that that's sort of I the did? last recorded funniness i, I, I was doing think... a lot of the work but yeah there was some there was some I good i think stuff. you were doing the heavy lifting sean uh, we, we had always it, did it ended up coming out okay so you, you mentioned the book uh the book is a quantum thriller is that correct yeah, quantum mystery, man. Quantum I mean, everyone's, wow. everyone's working on these now. They're all mm-hmm. the rage. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's cybernetic, is that correct? No, not at all. No, it's uh Jesus. It's not, it's not it's at not all cybernetic. cybernetic okay, well, Kevin. All. It's it's many worlds. We get these notes from Kevin. It's moving know. through the many world theory of uh of a Princeton physicist named Hugh Everett the third, moving through his concept that Life and for every binary choice can go this way or that, but it actually wow. goes both ways. And they proved that now in wow. a lab. That's the beauty of science. It ultimately catches up with itself. Wow. It sounds right. I think that's a very right there. Boring. Yeah. It sounds like you are interested in it, which I love for you. It sounds a little bit lame and boring. Uh, mm-hmm. I know when I spoke with you, you had said you had not recorded an audiobook version of this. That's uh, right. We were hoping actually to kind of help you sell the sizzle, but not the steak, uh, which is going to be hard here. But but put together um, some excerpts, some some you know excerpts read by the author, who is a performer in his own right. Yes, David. was a performer in his own right before he retired. But go on. But go on. Come on. Bogman himself is here. Bogman. Uh, Whoa, a blast from the past. Of course, people are going to be familiar with your famous Bogman character. And now that now that we have. I get here, a lot of requests even and, today. 
And so we can, you know, we can uh, have you or Bogman or both of you read a couple of pieces of the book and uh, and and use these as, as marketing tools in order to promote it. Because where are we at with this? Are we are we like running copies off the assembly line? Like where can this be stopped at this point? No, it's already on Amazon. Okay. It, my guy got fucked. the book has know. come out. Yeah. yeah, it looks like this, and it's already on Amazon. Okay, yeah. okay. There's, but you can do all this stuff. First of all, Amazon with these like Kindles and things. I've been reading books on the Kindle, and sometimes I can tell that they're like making changes in it while I'm reading it. Yeah, they go, oh, oops. Uh, I like what, a, what I hear a lot like is a the premise for a bit is the reader will go, er, um. And I'm like, you think so? I wouldn't you think, think the author. Hmm, okay. no, that, sometimes they write that in the text, though. He might actually be reading that. It's coming up so much. It's almost yeah. every author. other sentence. And it's changing while I'm like, they're deleting stuff. They're typing new things. Sean, I got to like, say, wait. as an author, Ur, um is one of my favorite things to write. Okay, so then you, as the uh, omniscient narrator, are often saying "er um" and then making a new choice about the language you used, or even the the entire premise of the book. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the that's really cool. Then, yeah. This um, and a minute first... ago, when I was talking about those binary choices of being able to go left and right, you're making yeah. fun of me, but now you're embracing it, and that I love. See, we've mm-hmm. come full circle. To, you've, tr- uh, you've tricked me into being interesting in this incredibly dry topic. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I do want to share with Hayes, I want to be honest with him, that Dave uh, was showing us a little bit of the book before mm. uh, we started recording, and it, um, uh, they got my man. They, they hit him with the ant size print. The, the print is so small, no one print will be able to read it. Too teeny. Okay. Yeah. Let me it's just say, yeah. this is first printing. First printing always sucks. It always, like, the book is always bad. It always, like, it always looks weird. I Once say first you get printing, into, yes. First printing, as a novelist myself, first printing is just the beginning of a negotiation. Yep. That's mm-hmm. where you start. Then you start making your demands. Hey, I got to be able to actually read this bitch. I'm in yeah, with say. the publisher now. Mm-hmm. Uh, truer words have never been spoken, Sean. I'm into it with him. We now, I noticed. Deep. I noticed when you held up the book, there's another uh, name on the front, uh, underwritten by it. So that is that who wrote the book? Uh, er, um, <laughs> no, no, that's not who wrote the book. Okay, that's my co-author. Uh, okay, so yeah. you're implying here. That he ghosted it, and I didn't write a fucking thing, right? Is that what you're I just, I'm, I'm, I'm inferring from you know what I know of your history of collaboration. Mm. Man, oh man, are you specifically talking about my collaboration with you now? Because I can think of a sketch that I wrote for you that you take credit for about a guy that just loved tacos, and it was just a guy that loved tacos, and he went all over the world eating tacos. And doesn't that sound like a funny sketch? All over the world. It does. Danish and I, taco. And then mm-hmm. you took credit for it. You stole it from me. I took that, credit. And look mm-hmm. where it's gotten me. I'm now world famous as the taco sketch guy. 
<laughs> I'm dining out every night of the week with all the big players in town. You are. Um, Dave, uh, let's let's try this. Let's get. Um, why don't you just read a little bit of the book, and then sure. we'll see if we give you a note, some direction, and we'll get something recorded, hopefully, that you can use to get, kind of move these copies, get the first press selling through so we mm-hmm. can actually print one people can read. Mm-hmm. So I'm on Pacific Coast Highway in my Dodge Charger Hellcat. The Hellcat is the fastest street-legal production sedan in the world. I got 707 supercharged horsepower under my right foot, and all that power is coupled with 650 pound-feet of torque delivered through a beefed-up eight-speed transmission. What does all this car talk mean? It means that the three L.A. County Sheriff Crown Vic black and whites on my tail don't have a hope in hell of catching me. Their top speed is 129. Mine is 204. No contest except for two things. Okay. Go on. Okay. Okay. I want to hear the two things. I do just want to make clear this. I mean, just like sort of knowing this is I think you might be reading your diary. I don't. I don't know if this is this is the book. The book is about a Boston guy, right? Like this. Yeah. When I've spoken. Yeah, you're right. You You know what? You're right. I'm reading the wrong thing here. Fuck. If that happens, that happens all the time with these audiobook records. We we go through this so much. That's why Hayes pegged it so quickly, and because you did tell us that story immediately before we started recording. Um, Well. So you were tipped off, but you didn't get to the two things. Uh, yeah. What were the, what were the two, what are the two things? Well, I'm not going to tell you that now because that's not my book. Okay. Okay. I mean, that makes no sense that I would say that. Let me, uh, let me, uh, how old is Jimmy roughly? He's early thirties. Can we do like from Boston? Okay. Here are my suggestions. Yeah, night uh seventeen high school thief. Okay, so we get uh no, like Noah Cent- we get Noah Centineo for him. Can we uh? Do you know Noah? Can we knock Do it what? down a little bit? Knock actually. that down a little bit. Seventeen yeah. is feeling a little long in the tooth for me in terms of something okay. I want to like. Yeah, actually read about. Okay, so what? Fifteen, twelve. I was thinking ten. Ten. Okay. Jimmy's 10. 10 works. Noah Centineo can play 10. Uh, Big time thief. Why, you know? Big time? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind if he drives this Dodge Hellcat you were just describing. I mean, that that's pretty good. You know, let's let's toss that in. I mean, great artist steal, right? So whatever you were reading from. Just now that's part of it. So this 10-year-old's driving this Dodge Hellcat. Mm-hmm. Crazy big thief. Noah Centineo's playing him. And I actually mistakenly yeah. read from my second book. I realized what I did now. Mm-hmm. And the first book I could read you a little of because I okay. really like your criticism on that. Okay. You, you've been really helpful by giving me an age range that I think I can work with. What did you end up with? Ten? Ten. Something yeah. like Ten. that. It's not a range. It's for a main that, that, that's protagonist. Be that. We yeah. landed okay. on a firm number that everybody feels is probably best. Mm-hmm. So here's how it would go then. James P. Layton was 10. Mm-hmm. A young old pro who could pick a lot, climb a trellis, pry open a window, and silently loot the valuables in a home while the owners slept, never harming anyone in the process, more out of 
a low, pri low profile self-interest than innate goodness. At 5'10 and 150 pounds, he was big for 10. But the boyish Southie thief had talked and squeezed and sometimes fought his way out of more than one tight scrape after another. Tonight was different. Tonight, he might die. Are you guys on the edge of your seats yet? Wow. I, 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 I no, it's kind of scary. Yeah. I'm Too scary if, for you? I guess when I go to read a book, I don't want to piss my fucking trousers, dog. You do I'm just or you don't? chill out a little bit. No, no, thank you. He doesn't you. anymore. There was definitely a time when you when sean would go into a book like fully intending to well when i was jimmy layton's age maybe yes. but mm -hmm. these days uh you know older wiser and I i'm kind of looking to relax do we need well, all this stealing one. stuff that's page one this is a 300 and hold on this is a lot of rewriting you're suggesting that uh, so are you there. saying you turned down the heat for the rest of the book that page one is all the action, and then we kind of get into just oh, it does. Maybe Jimmy down. does a puzzle or something. In fact, the last it's out of three hundred and twenty-eight pages, the last hundred and twenty-eight pages are blank. That's okay. how relaxed it gets. Wow. Is that relaxed enough for you guys? I'm loving. That's this. very chill. I. This was another deal I made with the publisher, is because we just put notes. Mm -hmm. at the top of that so people oh. could make their own notes if they wanted yeah. to or That's they so could write useful. they could write their own book they didn't have to read any more of my book they could or yeah. the other guy that I wrote this with Max Allen Collins who actually really wrote it but I'm copying to that okay, now before you, you were guys, saying that okay yeah <laughs> that was you know I just was one. so fast okay. we applied no pressure at all to you and <laughs> You guys are instantly. I know. You guys are the Woodward and Bernstein of podcasts. You can just make somebody cave right away. You know. So can I? No, uh, you said uh, five ten one fifty. Yeah. I'm thinking six six four two fifteen. At the age of ten, cut to ribbons. Big kid. Yeah, five yes. ten one fifty. It's like. Those are rookie numbers. Got to pump those numbers up, right? Triangle on a hay meme. Triangle shaped torso, upside down triangle torso. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Give you know, trapezoid, yeah. big traps, like, enormous traps, like, like mm -hmm. those sort of uh, the frog thing where the guy does that. Yes, muscle pose, and the muscles come from just slightly above his ears, all mm -hmm. the way to the sh shoulder caps. Yes. All right. Traps. Lats for lats for weeks. We're gonna want to get those rhomboids like and scalenes mm -hmm. uh, popping out. I want to see every single one. I wouldn't mind having the intercostal muscles between the ribs uh, have each have their own identity mm -hmm. oh, that's within an the within idea. the story. They should yeah. be sort of a character like like Southie. Maybe they could be little stories within the story. Is that what you're thinking? Some kind of a these little. Yeah, I, I don't want to write the thing for you, but maybe we follow. Why don't the you? The other muscles. guy did. I could use your help. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm an unabashed uh, 
beef. I, I, I'll take whatever help I can get. Well, yeah, we, we're, we're trying to give it to you. So I, I guess I'd love to hear a, a little bit of this new version of the audiobook where the guy is, what did we decide on? 610, 225? Yeah, 225, I think, works. If it's if it's all muscle, it's going to weigh a lot. And then we just kind of go through his muscles but and name them. 30-inch waist. Do not want too much waist. So 30 is good. Like you already used the word 30 for his age. You can keep so those. keep that. Just move that down for his his waist. Mm-hmm. You guys are gonna make big friends with the publisher. He's gonna love that. That's a cash saving mm. chain. It's brilliant. <laughs> can, we, can we give but him I, an extremely but, small feet? What? Okay. I th- I like that. Like an animated mm-hmm. figure. Yeah, and that's how he sneaks in and out. Of with all these houses, feet. when he walks around, it goes. He actually. That ain't waking nobody up. He makes yeah. that verbally, that sound verbally when he's. That's what, that's the sound he makes to cover up. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. the rhythm of his. So feet. James P. Layton was tan, mm-hmm. a young old pro who could pick a lock, climb a, tele, climb a trellis, pry open a window, and silently loot the valuables in a home while the owners slept. Weighing young, in at uh, 225 pounds, mm-hmm. looking like an inverted triangle, <laughs> he was a human mass of muscle, beyond belief, a piece of sculpted flesh that bodybuilders would envy. No hormones drove this man to the perfectly sculpted form that he carried around. He was his own master. He did it with a diet that was purely plant-based. How many, is this? This is so good. That's the, really nice. The plant-based diet thing, we didn't even give you, but yes, I, but you we were going to. Oh, the this other is, guy did. Matt oh, he, gave me wow. Oh, so he's there. He's continuing to give you. He's still, I have he's no still idea. This up. Okay. He's, he's just typing stuff in for me okay. on, uh, on the screen while we're talking. That's great. I think I like the new stuff. Some of the like climbing the trellis. All right, and all right. We can cut that. Picking the lock. It's hey, like, I'm a team player. What the fuck am I reading? Like, we can what cut is that. this shit. First of all, you're not reading anything. I can't picture it. You know. First, you're not reading anything. You're just sitting there critiquing a read that's coming to you verbally. So, in fairness, you're making your suggestions verbally, and I'm taking them, and. I think- embracing them by the way what do you think sean what are you picturing like with the sean is really great with like physical like movement based stuff i know that he had done what was it a 600 meter hole at the beginning of the show yeah to me is an indication of some Mm -hmm. physical skills yeah i just understand space so i i'm thinking we might want to put johnny it's johnny right Jimmy. Jimmy. Might want to make that Johnny. So I could I could I could I could go for that. Yeah. Let's put Johnny selling different novelty floaties at the beach. Mm. He's got like a big inflatable guitar that you could ride on. Um could have a dolphin, maybe a white bengal tiger. And uh Let's have him uh, 
let's have him in a a pretty form fitting suit there as well. Uh, his his trunks. You're talking. That's right. You're thinking of speedo. I don't want to get into brands because I don't want to be on the hook with paying them. Mm -hmm. I understand that. So if form fitting, you're talking the form of his schlong is going to be these ten. I never said completely. completely, Come on, man. Yes, come on. It's going to be completely visible. I'm only because if this guy's got these traps and this body, not to mention intercostals that are small characters that are going to play throughout the novel at a later point. Mm-hmm. It's got a schlong that's got a personality too. I mean, come on. It's fair is fair. Well, I, I, I don't, I, I don't disagree with the fundamental storytelling concept yeah. you're bringing mm-hmm. up. I, I, I think in the current climate we live in, yeah, this 10 year old, we're probably going to want to focus just on the muscles and not get into like the schlong. Uh, as you so delicately put it. Politically incorrect, you think, a little bit, maybe? It'll come back around. It's, yeah, this stuff is cyclical. I'm not saying, hey, when we write, when we write, uh, you know, Johnny, Johnny Quantum 2, uh, I I think we could definitely get into the schlong, and he'll have, he'll have grown up a little bit, too. Um, So, we're changing his last name, too. It's not Layton anymore. It's Quantum. Johnny Quantum. Well, didn't you say it's a quantum mystery? Yeah. Oh, oh so if it's quantum mystery, cover, then right? like, what it we... should be his name. I didn't get. I didn't mm-hmm. make that connection. That's yeah. brilliant. So if it's a quantum mystery, the guy's name should be quantum. I would think, be. yeah, because it's not a latent mystery, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not a latent mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's you... not. Not at all. Yeah. So. You know, let's actually tell people what they're buying. Man, I forgot on the. Uh, What's going on? You get a phone call. You could take it. I got to start the whole interview over. Sorry. Oh no! Can oh. we go back to that six hundred meter hole? Is that too? Is that too far back for you guys? Maybe we could like come up with some better stuff that you were doing, like in well, the that, eight that years. That's hard. really where I think since, it fell apart since we yeah. last did the show. Yeah. The whole stuff we have, you weren't doing anything, so it's yeah. Like, I could yeah. take a break while you do that, and then once you've done the front part of what I did over and made me look good, I'll come in and take credit for it, like okay. I did Kevin, with the book. Kevin can be, like Kevin actually. We always have Kevin ready to kind of like jump in and be an understudy for a guest who's flailing, and so. We Kevin can we can start the show. Kevin can talk about what you what what he you Dave have done over the last eight years as Dave, and you can actually give notes on that. He's Kevin is great at at getting notes, uh, and so then we can get back into some of the book stuff. If that like does that work? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, Kevin, Do I need you, to be you, there to listen to that, or can I come back in later? Uh, I guess. Like, listen to Kevin. Yeah, I Kevin, understand why you're asking. I, you know, I'm not. Yeah, it's not you lost know. on me. Um, Kevin, you, without an audience, I don't know. I'm just a little. Yeah, he, and also because I might want to leave. Like the and reaction. So yeah, if you're leaving and then I also, I leave think I'm gonna and, go as well. Yeah, yeah, and so like I think it's probably safer if you're 
here so that I just if so I we feel even like know it, Kevin really does it. Yeah, exactly. So it's just me and Kevin then. You two will be gone. Ideally, I might stay. Yes. I definitely might stay. Okay. Kevin, do you think he should stay? No, Wait, is so Kevin not allowed to talk. He he doesn't have to stay. It's oh, up okay. to him, honestly. See, now I think I actually am gonna stay because I know that like once I'm out of the room, he'll start like pulling his shirt like off the shoulder kind of like he does these kind of like i don't know it's like, like we're recording this on video i'll go back and, yeah exactly that's exactly right so we're doing this record on that's video tacky. sometimes i'll go back and watch when if i leave during an episode and kevin will become very coquettish as soon as as soon as he's left alone so kevin why don't you hit the song never lets me do this stuff yes here's something i brought for this show Wow. I don't know if all your guests do it. This is called an EpiPen. And I brought this uh, yes, in case yes. I had an allergic reaction. Yes, all of our to guests. What was do going this. on that I could just to the book ink. Take this off, undo mm-hmm. the seal, yeah, and then jam it into my thigh mm-hmm. so that I don't end up being in a situation where my throat closes and I can't talk anymore. Yeah. Some people can't... are allergic to the truth. And so they will bring an EpiPen when when they do this show. And... I'm allergic to being exposed as the fraud mm-hmm. that I am. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is a, a, it's a throat-closing experience. So I'll be at a point where pretty soon I'm going to have to use this EpiPen, and then I'm going to be fucked. I'll be out of it for a little while, I'll be honest with you. Oh, you, you 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 trip out on that. So you've used you've used these. You recreationally use epipens. Is well, what I I'm don't. Learning. S- Hold on. First of all, I take some hydrocodone. Holy then I take smokes! The okay. Then, then I got I do the cocktail. That, that that rattle, the old rattlesnakes here. Uh, that's how you trip out. You don't just <laughs> get there. You don't just get there with the epipen. Come you have on. to take the hydrocodone first uh-huh. and be in that sort of like, what the fuck is this state? Then yeah. mm-hmm. the EpiPen lights the fuse. Bam! That thing goes in dun, there. Dun, dun, dun. And I look down and all of a sudden my feet get tiny. My wow. body starts to take a triangular shape. And I think to myself, oh, I'm that guy they were describing. I'm the muscle guy with the intercostals that talk to each other. I've become Johnny Quantum. Yeah. A new superhero that can't do anything except take credit for other people's stuff mm-hmm. and then overdose as well, a solution. <laughs> See, I love this 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 honesty that I think we've wrung out of you because we do Hayes and I suffer from an affliction. It's it's like your allergy to being exposed. We're actually um we're physically incapable of sugarcoating it. Mm-hmm. And it is we terminal. give we give you and the audience the straight dope. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it'll be what I, kills me. I and, sensed that at the beginning mm-hmm. because very few, you, very go few ahead, comedians. Go there's a metaphor in comedy that you're digging a hole for yourself. Very few comedians will open a show by digging a hole for themselves mm-hmm. and, and putting them and their guests in that hole. Mm-hmm. That's an that's, that tipped me off right away that I was screwed. Mm-hmm. That you were basically digging a hole, not just for me, 
but for this whole show. And then we were all going to go down the shitter together. Mm-hmm. And very I, few comedians, really just one. Sean just and I technically one. career-wise are combined one comedian. And just in well, terms of like we're the only one that does this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is we open the show by digging a hole, then we climb in the hole, then we bury ourselves in the guest. And no one with hears the guest. From us ever again. Don't forget that. You bury yourself with the guest. And this guest, I gotta say, walked into that hole willingly and knowingly and accepted the fate. Well, you just seem so fucking tired. Yeah. Like the idea of just laying down in that old hole, man. I'll tell you. Some kind of freedom there. Not so bad in here. It's a vertical grave and I was happy to (laughs) embrace it. You know? And, And at the same time, to be able to get the release of finally telling the truth that I didn't write this book or anything for that matter. Mm-hmm. Well, how and could that, you? You're fucking shot up on uh, hydrocodone and EpiPen. Well, you're okay. speedballing with those two all day, every day. It's like, you're not going to write a book. I Although, have, I have a backup. Wow. Christ, man. She bites. I have a backup <laughs> pill case in case something happens to because who knows? I mean, you know, people come in here all the time and steal my shit. I'm not, okay, I'm not paranoid. But I'll tell you something. Oh, yeah. People come in here all the time and steal my shit. And I got a lot of valuable stuff in here. I got mm-hmm. EpiPens. I got, like, massive amounts of hydrocodone. And I basically, I, I'm vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I do a, something like this where I'm on the air being exposed like this, this is, well, it's a frightening thing. Let me tell you guys. I can't begin to tell you how frightening it is. Well, this is exactly why we were saying, I don't know why you're writing a book about somebody who's breaking in and stealing stuff when it's obviously terrifying to you. It's actually happening to you. Hey, it was and a you're metaphor. You're scaring me. It was a metaphor for me, man. I don't, my character breaks into people's houses and steals stuff, and I break into people's minds and steal their ideas. Mm. Guess what? That guy is me. Johnny Quantum is this guy. Dave Thomas, Dave, in the words of Bob Hope, Dave never had a good idea in his life. Thomas. Wow. Talk about confession. And you guys have wrung it out of me as only you two can do. But you got the last laugh in the end with Bob, huh? We, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you. No, it was an ancient reference that none of your viewers will need to know who he is or listeners. I guess today viewers too, because you're, videotaping this i don't know why you decide to do that but uh you know you guys have your own mysterious way of doing things so i want to see that you have two computers mysterious they want to know they want to see you on a screen but behind you see another computer that you could be on Mm -hmm. let me tell you what they want to see and i know this yes (laughs) yeah that's that's what they want to see that's what they all want to see it always (laughs) (laughs) what they want they look at that and they go, if I could just get that combo, that mm-hmm. sweet combo. Mm-hmm. Hollywood handbook. Hollywood handbook. Do we want to, Kevin, do you want to jump, like get the beginning again and um, you, 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 get it you clean? Can, yeah, yeah, you can do your your Dave opening forum and then Dave can launch in on that or Dave can give his notes, like whatever. Does that sound good? 
Okay, Sean's gone. Sean has completely quit. He did say he was maybe going to leave, though. So it's me and Mickey Mouse. And Mickey's asking me about post-nut clarity. And I'm like, Mickey, we're at Disneyland. You cannot ask questions like that. I'm back. He's back. Because I just liked the okay, idea. Dave did. I liked the area. Dave did just <laughs> Dave, leave. Dave took off. Is that all? Which that's is maybe the, good. Yeah, that's what you. That's what you have. Is it? Because the book he was like the. Book, I heard that. You know, what? Yeah, yeah. I just pretended to take off so I could hear what you really thought. Oh yeah, Sean Clements. I have exposed Don't you. Don't you use my full name, Dave Thomas? Why is that something you don't do on this show? It's just yeah, the way no. you said it. Yeah, we're all friends here. Hey, I see you've got exercise equipment behind you, and <laughs> yeah. that must explain why you're just ripped as shit. What's going on, man? You didn't used to be like that. Yeah, I just uh, I decided I wanted to make a change. I decided I wanted to, you know, be the the Johnny Quantum that I'd always imagined I could be. I guess that's a big part of why I had those notes. Now that you tell me, you know, your version of the book is a confession of you breaking into people's minds and stealing it. Mine is a confession of like each of my intercostal muscles has become like a child to me. Mm -hmm. More so even than my own children. And they do have their own personality. They do tell some stories. Holy smokes. Do you have any notes on Kevin's uh, version of your story that you were at Disneyland with Mickey Mouse and he asked you about post not clarity. I think that mm-hmm. was that was that I was thought it, that basically. was brilliant okay. and way better than anything I said. Okay. So all right. If you guys want a really good show, mm-hmm. you're gonna have Kevin as your guest, not me. Okay. We um I could tell from the way you said okay there that you kind of agree with that. That's good. I'm getting uh, we to you. Can't, we can't. I agree with Kevin some of it. Yeah. I think I don't know if it was brilliant. I agree that it was better. So like like we are in agreement on some of this stuff. Uh, just the just the location being like Disneyland, the Southie thing is like this is not you know if you don't want to drive through it, I like you. Why would I want to experience it in a book? You know, Disneyland, Disneyland, maybe. I mean, hey, I got news for you. Hmm. I use Saudi as a springboard, hmm. as a kind of a diving board to dive off to another location. Hmm. It's the sort of thing that, you know, people you like dove to be into an empty pool. You know what I mean? Well, some people would say that, but other people would think. Cambridge, Massachusetts is a brilliant place where there are a lot of bright kids and wandering around just trying to make up their minds whether they're going to be an arty fart at Harvard or a tech whiz at MIT. Yeah, Sean can talk about that. I mean, like, you know, Sean spent a couple rowdy years there. That's where he breaks in. Four or so, Mm -hmm. yeah. He breaks into a house in Cambridge, not in Saudi. So, fairness, I've never been to Saudi. I wrote about it, but since we've already established that I'm a fraud, yeah, of course I would write Max, about it. Max grew up there. No, Max didn't either. I oh, tricked so, him into 
oh, writing wow. about Saudi, pretending that I'd lived there. But in fact, now, because you guys are so good at bringing the truth out of me, you lie I'm about spilling the my thing. guts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I well, lie I, about the entire thing. I do wonder, you had such a positive reaction to Kevin's post-nut clarity story. Do we want to call it Cumbridge? Yeah, we could. We could mm-hmm. call it you Cumbridge. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Cum- Cumbridge, Massachusetts. Yeah. A place where you can achieve post-nut clarity. Mm-hmm. Send your kids to Cumbridge. Mm-hmm. No need to take out a big student loan there. And then, as we're doing this sliding doors thing, maybe what we have is, you know, we have one scenario that goes pretty poorly where someone makes a series of mistakes. Then we walk through that exact same scenario if they had had post nut clarity. And we see how they are able. Mm-hmm. sort of deftly maneuver through all the complicated, you know, social situations we land them in. So we got one sort of Mr. Bean type figure, right? Mm-hmm. Keeps keeps stumbling, getting in his own way. And then we've got Mr. Cool, aka post nut Mickey Mouse. And and this guy, he's like he's in a Mentos ad, you know? It's like every everything that comes up, he's somehow able to whatever, just slide right through the limo on his own or lie down on the bench and make his suit pinstripe or whatever else he needs to do. I'm sorry. Could you just repeat that last part? I, I, I am whatever else he needs to do. Not that part, the part from beginning at our guest today's Dave Thomas, that part from okay. then, from there, from that Kevin, point forward. Hit the, yeah. Hit the thing again. That, and maybe like a different story this time, just to like mm-hmm. kind of reset us, Kevin. A Dave story. You're Dave. So it's me and Minnie Mouse, okay. and she's asking, what's, the, to go for "What's the kind of stuff that goes around in your head all day?" Okay, Dave Dave's left gone. too. Who so can play is, that game? It is just you and me. Okay, Dave is clearly still there. Okay, yeah, he he was there the whole time. Every time you go off, Sean, I'm going off. I'm just going. Go off, King. You know why? Because it was your idea to go off, and mm-hmm. I copied it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh-huh. He's putting it into motion. Just what he threatened me with. That's right. It's a fact. And what's the end of this story? Minnie Mouse says, what's going on in your head all day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What That's are you telling the, but her? What, happen, what happens after that, Kevin? And I say, you don't want to know. Let's not get into the details. I like it. Okay. Okay. Good. The tone. Somebody is, does. The tone it's kind of nice. a cliffhanger. The to- yeah. That's like, I did like the tone. <laughs> the delivery's great. I wonder if that's going to play in the book. Uh, like, if what we're really talking about still is Dave's book. Mm hmm. Well, you can always spruce book, it up with an Urum. That's true. You know, that always that could work. Juice. You don't want to know. Or um, let's not get into the details. Now you're talking. Woo. Yeah. Did you that, pull that I out could, of the that fire? That could play on the page. Uh-huh. Yeah. Talk about collaboration. Kevin, I think you and I ought to write a book, and I got to be give you a little warning up front. You're going to be shouldering most of the work. <laughs> That his name goes first, even though it's my name goes clearly first. alphabetically second. Yeah. 
my name will go first. Kevin, your name will go second. You will do all the work and I will take all the credit. And I'll get on some of my friends' podcasts. And thank you for collaborating if I feel like it. But I'm so I've got here. this. I've got the um, the Amazon preview open. Oh, no. They're just giving this stuff away. I don't know if you're aware of this. Yeah. Like basically, the entire book is in here. And it continues after, you know, you have the line, tonight he might die. Really scary. I would actually just cut that line entirely. Yeah, just lose it. Wait. Or just maybe say, tonight he won't die. Yes. He's yes. Fine. That's right. Yeah. And then it goes, the owner of the Little Grill, Patrick Donovan, was working behind the bar. Five years older than his friend Jimmy, redheaded Pat was tall, trimly bearded, and blue-eyed, a paunch moving in on him. I remember that. I remember writing that. Yeah. Instead of the little grill, could it be like a Romano's Macaroni Grill? Mm-hmm. You ever been to Romano's Macaroni Grill? Same thought, yeah. Do we make it Romano's Macaroni Grill instead? How do they uh, get the macaroni to stay on there is my question. Macaroni Grill. Yeah. I'm going to give that some thought. It's not something I can embrace right off the... Right up the okay, bat. the one suggestion, out. the one suggestion you don't like is a, a chain with dozens of locations across the United States putting using that instead of the little grill. I don't want to go to this tiny grill. Uh, maybe instead of this guy's trim red beard. Yeah. Which I don't even know if we're going to get to what we describe are his massive calves. Mm. Mm. You're working that theme. You love that. You love big buff guys. Yeah. Calves that you could rest a little uh, espresso cup on. I want somebody to identify with in the Mm -hmm. story. You know what I mean? I need to see myself in there. I I would love to see your calves because I got a feeling from what I see behind you that they are gigantic. Buddy, you better believe I'm burning them out. I don't know where the spleenius starts and the gastrocnemius ends. Just a fucking wall of calf down there. Mm-hmm. I believe it. And I we call them veal parm. I'm scared for my shoes. <laughs> my calf ever decides to pop out and jump down onto my foot. That's it, man. Your tiny feet. Yeah, they're so small. Well, there's no there's no room for big feet when you got calves that large. They're just done. That's the fact. They I think they ate up a lot of the foot tissue. They just sort of sucked it on up in there, which I didn't know that's exactly how bodies work, but I'm finding out now. Excellent. So red-headed Pat was tall, trimly bearded, and blue-eyed. What about Huge, uh, huge caffed Pat mm-hmm. <laughs> was smoking, huge, trimly shredded. Huge caffed Pat, right? Yes, yeah, huge caffed Pat was smoking, trimly shredded, and steel hewn. Maybe instead of Pat, it's Pratt, like mm. Chris Pratt. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just in terms of like the doesn't look like you're little... writing it down. It looks like you were getting it. Okay, getting some pills. Yeah. Okay. Because I now know that I should have had one during the big hole digging opening. That there was that's time. Oh, should, isn't that the that's worst? That's when feeling? I should have had yeah. my pill. Yes. The whole time you're just thinking, God, I had time to take another yeah. pill. And you're that's watching like, the ship leave the dock. 54 minutes ago, I should have had this pill, and I would be just in great shape by now. You'd be feeling no pain. Instead man. of suffering, thinking about a huge caffid path. Pratt. Pratt? You changed his name to Pratt? Yes. Yeah, that was while God. you were in the <laughs> you were when you pretty were deep in digging the around. Oh, I was <laughs> looking for my through pills. the old medicine chest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when I run out of those That's it, huh? No, there's other ones here that are just okay. way better. <laughs> these ones. These ones are these ones are pretty good. Oh mama. Well, wow. Yeah, that was a piece of writing and life advice that you gave me, which was like Always eat your strongest pill first. That way you'll always be eating your strongest pill. That's right. So I run out of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, so I can't. So we're totally gassed. We're absolutely yeah. done. I can't no, steal is, any more I'm stuff. Cash, yeah, man. no, we're totally yeah. done. We got to get out of here right now. No, the book's gone, on. The book's on. What, how, what, what kind of purchase do you make the most money off of? Amazon. You're gone. How do you make the most money? Oh, I'll what? come back for that. How should our <laughs> How should our four listeners buy it? They should go on Amazon and buy it. And they should buy the paperback version because it's more expensive than the Kindle. I'm not a big fan of Kindle. I'd be honest right up front. Neither okay. way, they change the book while you're reading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Very it sounds like a comedic premise, but it's actually, actually just a thing. You'll be reading and someone will type in like, what's up, bitch? What's up? What up, bitch? Said Hugh Caffett hey, Pratt. <laughs> you like books, bitch? Sure seems like you do. What's up, nerd? Hey, everybody, what's... get a load of this guy. He's reading a book. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, I know. I know. Well. Bye. Hollywood Handbook. This week on the Patreon, Carl and Hassan discuss government conspiracies. The boys discuss the deal memo of the big My Favorite Murder acquisition. And the flagrant ones talk to Jaquise Neal about mostly all things basketball. Check out these bonus podcasts and videos of the full episodes, including today's with Dave at patreon.com slash the flagrant ones. Whoa.